I've been working a lot harder and coming to an understanding, hey, I'm not worthless. I'm actually greater than worthless. This is where I'm at. I'm glad with my journey. I'm proud of the outcome that I put in for myself. They're just here to help you guide. It's all you doing the work. Hi, I'm Jack Crowley, president of Water Street Mission. Welcome to the Restorers podcast. If you were to ask someone what it was like to experience homelessness, you probably wouldn't expect a positive response. But when we sat down with some of our guests in our residential program, that's exactly what we heard. Positive experience of how God has used that to impact their lives. Today, we're going to listen to some of our guests and hear about their experience and journey along the way. We hope you'll join us. I want to give a special thank you to our season two sponsors, MHEB Incorporated, Amish Gazebos, Espen Shade Farms, and Espen Shade Mills. To learn more about our sponsors, visit wsm.org backslash podcast. I am so excited for our conversation today and excited for our guest, Teresa Martin, who's our Director of Guest Education at Water Street. Thanks for joining us, Teresa. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Um, We actually sat down with a number of our guests Mm -hmm. and we asked them about their experience of homelessness and how it impacted them. Uh, Was it positive, negative? Like, how did it change them as a person? Um, Mm -hmm. And it was interesting and actually surprising to us how much positive they reflected Mm -hmm. of their experience of homelessness. Now, some of that is tied to it led them to Water Street and what they've experienced here. But some of it was probably just because of that experience itself and what they're learning about themselves through it. So today we're going to listen to some of their responses and and talk a little bit. You get a chance to work with a lot of these guests, Uh, maybe some of the specific ones we're going to hear, but others who have gone through similar. And I'm really curious to hear some of your thoughts, Teresa. I'm excited to hear them. I love hearing their stories. Let's (laughs) jump right in. I would have to say all positive for me really. But that's just because I had let things get to a place where they couldn't have gotten any worse. But I came here um, definitely broken, no relationship with my family. You know, I'd lost my son because of domestic violence. And, you know, because of the relationship I was in, I was so isolated from everybody. So to have this many women that I can actually get along with and that are like legit here for me is amazing. So I think like this place has definitely taught me about how important community is. This place just, it makes you take a look at yourself and um, the things that you were doing wrong and the way that you were living. And um, once you get here, you can't live that way anymore. Once you find God, you can't go back to living the way that you were and, and feel okay about it. Mm, love it. You can't go back to living the way you were. That's true. Um, and That's she, true. you know, she mentioned, she jumped right in. Oh, my experience was positive because it broke her out of something. Yeah. Uh, how common is that? I am not surprised, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, the positivity on the reverse side of it, the reverse side of the experience, doesn't surprise me. The things that she's bringing out are common and key to those who have made that shift and that shift almost always from what I've seen in guest testimonies, the pivot point is I found out that God loves me no matter what, Mm -hmm. and that he's going to be the one in charge of this shift in my life. And the things that she brought out that I think are really key, especially things that we talk about in our classes are, um, the understanding of brokenness. Mm. I've come to the point where I I just couldn't go any farther than where I was. 
And that point of brokenness and realizing I'm not doing this on my own. As humans, we try to strive and strive yeah, and do it yeah, under our own power, yeah. even in a religious sense. But to come to the point where even religion isn't cutting it for me, I need that relationship. Yeah. And she talked about isolation, which is key. We talk about that so much in our classes um, because in the numbing of the pain of what's going on, mm. we tend to isolate. Right. And the enemy wants right. us to do nothing more than that. And we isolate from each other. We isolate from God. Yeah. And she's run back to both. Yeah. Which is so important and, here. And it was that moment of brokenness where everything fell apart. Yeah. That led her to a place to see yeah. I am broken yeah. and I need this and I, I can't fix it in isolation. Yeah. She talked about the community mm-hmm. too that she mm-hmm. found here at Water Street, the relationship with other women, that sense of community, how important that is to yes. that restoration. How does Water Street mm. keep that focus on community? We address it over and over and over. And I think on the residential side of things, it just happens naturally. In the classroom setting, we are constantly talking about the devastation of isolation. Mm. And we're not talking about needing time alone. Um, That's human. But isolation is a tool of the enemy. Mm. And in community here, living among the women, as she said, is life-giving and it is practice. <laughs> I call it the pressure cooker. Um, yeah, it's a place yeah. where, okay, we're learning all these ways to relate and understand and have empathy mm. and um, assertiveness. I'm important and so are you. Mm. Here we have a real-life practice system where they live it out every day. Yeah, and the yeah. life coaches are integral in that part in walking them through the hard situations. Mm. So this is practice for getting out in community community because – we've understood, right, that lack of community is the most common way to end back in a cycle. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, it's built into who we are, like you're living in community and you can't run away from it. I mean, Mm -hmm. some of our guests do, Mm -hmm. right? They Mm -hmm. do run away. Things Mm -hmm. get hard and they like bail. Mm -hmm. But but we have a chance to walk with them through it. The yeah. life coaches, as you mentioned, walking with them through yeah, it definitely. when things get hard, when we're not communicating well, when that person down the hall is bothering me, when I have no desire to have empathy for my neighbor. Right. Um, right. We have life coaches that are walking with us through that and helping right. us process um, and, and learn how to do community together because community is so important. It is. Um, let's, let's listen to another one of our guests. It changed a whole lot for me. If I was still living with my dad at the house, I wouldn't have came this far. The progress of my mental health would have stayed at a 15% down in the hole. I'm like 75% the way better than I was before. In group, we're doing soundtrack. So we're taking the negative thoughts and changing them into positives. Some people have trouble changing them. I mean, I'm one of them. But I've been working a lot harder and coming to an understanding, hey, I'm not worthless. I'm actually greater than worthless. This is where I'm at. I'm glad with my journey. I'm proud of the outcome that I put in for myself. They're just here to help you guide. It's all you doing the work. It's not them doing it for you. Wow. Well, she brought up some key things. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about Soundtracks. Well, Soundtracks is actually... um, part of a group, I believe that a life coach is running. Okay. It's not one of the classes, but I think that's the beautiful thing is that all staff here have a voice. Yeah. Every staff member here is part of the guest journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some take to others and, you know, personalities, but 
what is beautiful is that what we're teaching in the classes is mirrored yeah. in the life group sessions, is mirrored in the case management, is mirrored in every interaction that they yeah. have. And we're speaking the same language. Yep. We're speaking the same language of heart healing, not just behavior modification. Yeah. And what she talked about at the end is, is really key. And as staff, it's something that we have to keep remembering. We're nobody's hero. Hmm. We're a facilitator um, presenting God's healing process, and we can't do it for anyone. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what they're talking about, is that this brokenness is a gift mm-hmm. because it brings you to the point of saying, I have to choose this. Hmm. I can't wait for someone to choose it for me. I have to choose it. And in that, the process begins. Yeah. No codependency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she talked about the struggle of, of of choosing a positive mindset, choosing right. to take those messages that are playing right. in your head, those soundtracks and, and turn them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what do you think about her process? How do you feel about how she's applying those lessons, yeah. the soundtracks, but also the lessons that come out in classes and elsewhere? Yeah. Well, it ties hand in hand because yeah. we talk so much in classes right at the get go that you are a powerful person. Mm-hmm. We, Many guests come in in a very victim mindset, understandably mm. so, broken and feeling worthless. Um, the first thing we instill is identity that God's given us, mm. and that is regardless of what we've done or what's been done to us. We eradicate shame. Shame mm. is eradicated by opening up vulnerably to safe people like life coaches yeah. and teachers and um, the pastor staff. Yeah. Um, so that empathy is poured on. And in that process, it begins. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And they have to recognize that they do have power. We have power. And, and we have the power to choose yeah, everything, yeah. even if it's between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> you have power. And we talk so much about the fact that we can, through God's Holy Spirit help, um, think ourselves into a positive mm. format. We can use the, the promises of God mm to bring us to a good place. Yeah. Or we can spin down to the negativity, which leads to isolation, right. which is just the right. enemy's tool. Right. So what we yeah. think, we have choices. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, let's listen to another one of okay. our guests. In my case, In my case with respect uh, to the question, I learned to appreciate things better. Appreciate what someone has. Before I didn't care. I lived however I wanted. Now I appreciate things more. And if I have something, I care for it. They build you up. You know that here someone can change completely. You're a different person. You have more. How should I say? You look more to the future. Your self-esteem goes up. You have goals. The majority of us, when we're on the street, homeless, we have no goals at all. We live day by day. One of the most important things for me since coming here is that I came to know Christ. And this place taught me to believe that there is an all-powerful God. There's a lot in there, in that mm-hmm. short little clip. Um, you know, He spoke a lot about gratitude for the things that he had, mm-hmm. even when he didn't have much at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and right. even still doesn't have much at all, but right. being grateful and, and, and caring for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also spoke about being able to look to the future right. and goals. Right. How does that come into play with oh. our guests here? Oh, I heard two things. I heard yeah. gratitude and I heard hope. Mm. Um, to me... Well, first, we were just talking about mindset and the thoughts we think. Gratitude 
completely is the key to shifting our mindset. Mm. And when we can grasp onto the little things and be grateful, we begin to see the big things and God opens it up mm -hmm. for us. So I think that's the process he's wow. in. Yeah. Um, which leads to, I think, the one word that undergirds absolutely everything we do here is hope. Hmm. Hope. I believe that the guests come in oftentimes feeling hopeless yeah. and suddenly realizing I can stop thinking about just today. It is possible for me to have a future. It's possible for me to see beyond my struggle right now and know that God has plans for me that right. are beautiful. Right. And I think, you know, that, that aspect of being able to think beyond today, yes. he mentioned about like, mm -hmm. it's day to day when mm -hmm. you're on the street, yes. it's all about like, how am I going to get my next meal? Right. Where am I going to sleep tonight? Am I going to be safe for the next couple hours? It's all immediate, immediate, immediate. Yeah. When you come here and you can breathe yeah. and suddenly you can look beyond the next couple hours, the next meal right. and start thinking about the next day, the next week mm -hmm. and then your future. Right. And the things I'm seeing in that, um, you know, being trauma informed here, I think we do a great job of it. And we're mm. growing in that even to recognize people coming in with past traumas that, um, cloud our perspective with current traumas that are, yeah. you know, our brain, my brain, I know it. When I'm in stress, I, my brain shuts down. Right. Imagine, right. I mean, the stress of not knowing what's next for your day to day. Yeah. How can your mind possibly open up to the future? Yeah. So us meeting those specific personal needs opens the guests up to the freedom to have their mind yeah. relax yeah. and um, mental health addressed and being able to look to the future. Well, and, and, just a, maybe this is more of a societal commentary um, around that, like that inability to think beyond today is not just something experienced in homelessness, but also in, in, in mm -hmm. other levels of poverty yeah. where you're living at that survival level survival, right. of like, okay, where's my next meal going to come from? Where mm -hmm. maybe you can look out as far as a couple days or a week, but often, and, and we see that with, with our guests here in our residential programs, but in our other programs, in our youth ministries, in our children's right. ministries, families that are struggling to see beyond one or two days ahead. Right. And that, and so I think that's such a gift that we can give to somebody who's experienced poverty, who's been in homelessness, and now has that space right. and people to support them in changing the mindset, yes. thinking beyond the moment, yeah. beyond that next immediate need, to how do I take positive steps that are going to last longer? Mm -hmm. And candidly, I think, you know, it's one of the issues that we have with a solution for homelessness of housing first, because that does take care of one immediate need, mm. but it doesn't address all of them. Oh, and, no. and so, yes, no. there are other supports that are supposed to come in place when somebody gets into their housing, but the reality is that mindset hasn't been changed. And so no. we get stuck in it. No, and that's that's something very passionate to me. Um, you know, I love seeing our guests get housing, but when I see it before the mind shift, mm. it concerns me because those four walls that they can't wait to get into, understandably so, can often become four walls of a prison, mm. given um, unaddressed mental health issues or, or not having that hope and relationship with God yeah. because there you are with yourself yeah. and that isolation can creep in. Um, so I think this process is so yeah. important. And, and that's a tension I know we've felt as staff walking with our guests when they find that apartment. Mm. And we know, like, mm. yes, that's great, yeah. but there's more to be done. And, yeah. and, and it's one of the things, 
honestly, at Water Street, we're looking, how do we walk with those guests who leave a little earlier than we think they should? And we know they're going to need that community, that support, that encouragement. Are there ways we can help them? And that's an unanswered question right now, but it is something that Water Street's looking into because we know how important that experience they're getting while they're here is. Well, this to me is A to Z. Hmm. This is A. Um, The first class that I like to give to guests is a hope cycle. Hmm. In trials, we develop character, we develop perseverance, we develop hope, Hmm. and hope never fails. Hope never fails. And the end of it, our bridge program, helping guests as they leave here. So the hope on the forefront and the help on the back end. So it's A to Z to me. All right, we've got one more clip here we want to listen to from our guests. Totally. Like before, I want to fight everybody. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I wanted, like, it has to be my way. Now I see life different. Like, I could just build a community and be a leader, not a follower. So I could, I follow God. He's the only one I follow. So, but now I can handle problems, like, more calm. Any situation that comes to me, I could just talk about it and not trying to beat up somebody or, you know. So I see a really different positive. Now I got good community with me. I got a better life than I had before and looking forward more to more. I have a great job and it makes me feel good. And I have good friends and good family. Yep, I could say God gave me good stuff. It came from that because if I wasn't homeless, I wouldn't get here and I wouldn't get fixed, you know, help. So so two things I want to ask you about from her, her response. One, she talked about that level of calm, the deeper level of calm, yes. not reacting yes. and, and having to Yes. take control, whether through violence or whatever. How do, how do we walk with guests to help mm. develop that sense of calm? I love it. Um, there's something I think that undergirds a lot of our teaching, too, is getting rid of shame. Mm. When our shame button is hit, we react. Mm. And it may be to run away, but oftentimes it's to fight because we've been disrespected. Mm. And when we understand our identity, that no one else can put our identity on us or take it away from us, mm. We don't have to react so strongly. When we open up and heal from shame, we don't have to fight it so hard. And that relax. When I hear guests come in, I often hear them say, I just want peace. Mm. I just want some peace in my life. And oftentimes that's an internal process, not just external. Yeah. Wow. That's, there's so much in that (laughs) as as far as that, how identity produces that. It's not about, it's not coping skills. It's Mm. not, you know, oh, count to 10 and breathe. It's, it's the foundation of it all. Those Tactics can be helpful. They help. But it yeah. starts with, do you know who you are? Right. Because then those things that could have triggered you six months ago, right. two days ago, yeah. have less power. And vulnerability is the key. And guests mm. think, vulnerability, I've been hurt. I'm not trusting anybody again. Right, right. But that process of opening up to save people, opening our wounds to God as our safe person, mm. letting him in is the heart healing. Yeah. And behavior... Yeah. You know, learning how to react is great, but without the heart healing, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. And then her comments at the end about all the good things that have come because of her homelessness. And she attributes it to like, because I became homeless, I've received all of this. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, she's talking James. 
Because <laughs> James says, count it all joy. Yeah. Right? Count it all joy because these trials that I go through are going to develop in me. Mm. They're going to grow me. And, you know, put in God's hands beauty from ashes. Yeah. Right there it is. And yeah. to be grateful for that process well, is a big step. What a place to be. Yeah. Yeah, where you can look back yeah. on that journey, the pain, the suffering, but see the joy that's come yeah. from it. The family, as she mentioned, the yep. close friends, the hope that she has. And the one thing that I just love here at Water Street is it's a journey for all of us. Yeah. This is not a us helping them. We're all in this journey. Absolutely. And we can speak from our own experience um, in appropriate ways. But yeah. it's a beautiful side-by-side process. Yeah. Well, thank you, Teresa, for your input today, uh, for your work with our guests every day. And Mm -hmm. uh, we just appreciate you and appreciate all of our listeners and and watchers. Uh, Hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Hope that you're encouraged uh, to think about your mindset even and and how God is working in each of us. That identity uh, that we can have in him uh, is a source of calm and peace and hope for us as well. So thanks for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed Restorers.